You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rudkin from Newstalk ZB. Newstalk ZB, this is the Sunday Session. I'm Roman Travers. Great to have you along. In July this year, Te Whatu Ora estimated our health system was about 4,800 nurses short of what we need, despite a nearly 23% increase in the number of nurses employed by Te Whatu Ora in the last five years. And it was revealed this week that nearly half the country's nurses are not working as nurses, with some even taking jobs in supermarkets or on road gangs in preference to health care. That's nuts, isn't it? This comes during a year of nurses voting for strike action, frustrated at the lack of progress in negotiations with their employer, amongst feelings that Te Whatu Ora have not addressed concerns around safer staffing practices, nurse-to-patient ratios in health and safety. In August, members of the New Zealand Nurses Organisation voted to accept a collective agreement proposed by Te Whatu Ora ending strike action, though many felt the offer fell short, light on the important issues and, and not providing a wage rise that meets the cost of living, despite a salary for covered roles of $4,000 and large back pays as well. Now NZNO members are putting the new government and Te Whatu Ora on notice that they must increase funding to the health sector and fix the nursing shortage. Joining me now is a man on the ground, a nurse at Hutt Hospital and NZNO delegate Nathan Clark. Um, morning to you, Nathan. How are you doing? I'm oh, good, thanks. Thanks for having me, Roman. Oh, no, you, you're welcome. And thanks for giving your time on a Sunday. What's it like for you working on the ground, specifically at Hutt Hospital? Hutt Hospital's a um, great little hospital, great, great medium-sized hospital, got really good people. But be under no illusion, we're understaffed. Uh, it's busy. We've got, we can have prolonged wait times in our emergency department. They're under incredible pressure there. The wards are under incredible pressure, and it's really indicative of the issues that not only our hospital is facing, but all of the hospitals right across the country are facing. Yeah, I, I think about that. Then I think about the postcode healthcare, and, and in some hospitals it's probably better than others, but you can only really reflect on where you work. And what kind of effect yes. are you seeing with the nursing shortage on patients? Oh, look, it's it's really, really hard. Um, it's, you know, we really feel for our patients and our hearts go out to them when we do have nursing shortages. And it's not only within Te Whatawura itself, it's right across all aspects of healthcare out into our colleagues out in the community, in the aged care sector. So it's something that where there is a huge roll-on effect right across the board from primary care right through to aged care, hospice care, Everybody is really feeling the strain of cost of living, not having enough nurses. And as you've alluded to, you know, we're short 4,800 nurses just in the public sector. So let alone what's happening in aged care and residential care and also in primary care. Now, Nathan, some people might cynically say, I'm not one of them, but some might say, oh, come on, you guys, you've just had a massive back pay. You're on pretty good money. A senior nurse is on, what, ninety dollars to $100,000? Come on, come on. Oh, look, yeah, people will always say that, but no one ever regretted buying quality and paying for quality, do they? So the thing is, if you want to retain the skills and the knowledge in New Zealand, you're competing on an international market. And unfortunately, people will say, look, I need to put myself first, I need to put my family first, I'm going to have to go, as with, you know, police officers that are being attracted across Australia. Or what, what's a young constable going to do? If they've got a family, they're looking at the cost of living, they're going to say, hey, what can I earn in New Zealand and what can I earn in Australia? And they're going to go where the money is. And can you really blame a young person 
uh, young nurses coming out that it could have you know, dollars $40,000 in debt and they're looking at that golden ticket in Australia or elsewhere and saying, yep, I'm going to go. Or do you look at the nurse that's done 15 to 20 years nursing and say, you know, I'm just, I'm not burnt out. I'm suffering from moral injury because I can't give the care that the patients need because I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted of constantly being short-staffed. I'm exhausted from having high numbers of high-intensity patients that we just cannot provide the care that they deserve and need. That's the reality of it. It's a combination of hard work. It's a combination of preventable diseases. We had the lowest spend in the OECD on new medicines. It's a bit embarrassing. In August... It was a close vote to agree with Tefatu Order's offer. What do you think having such a close vote showed amongst the NZNO members? Being a delegate and talking to members, um, people had fatigued. They're just exhausted from constantly having to battle with Tefatu Order to get what people deserve and what their value is. So for those that have really had the gloves on, were ready to dig in and have a fight, and yet others were saying, looking, saying, look, can I really afford to take strike action because you know, I'll be taking a day's wages hits, um, which could mean the difference between being able to afford to pay the rent or have enough food or you know, put fuel in the car to get to work to then pay for your car parking when you get to work. So it's the fact that it came to such a close vote shows that people had the resolve for the fight, but they're just exhausted because we've been going at it for nearly a year. And that's pretty sad that it takes you a year to get down to those sorts of nitty-gritty negotiations when you're dealing with an employer. And people look and say, oh, well, you've just had this big back pay. But people have got to realise that back pay was pay equity. That's something that's been fought for recognising and the undervaluing of what nurses, predominantly a female workforce, had been undervalued all of those years. So that's where it is, and it's actually bringing us back up to alignment with comparable roles and tasks. We've got many, many nurses listening both here and around the world on iHeartRadio. I know, like everybody, everyone knows a nurse. We know how hard they work. I know nurses that drive to work in the middle of the night just so they can sleep in their car to get a good car park. The the work-life balance has disappeared. Do you think we as New Zealanders are losing our support for the healthcare sector? I think people become disillusioned, not necessarily losing support, because uh, you ask most people that have gone through, they're very appreciative of the care they receive within the healthcare system. But it's one thing that just wears people down is the constant restructuring, constant looking at how we can do things better. And uh, in all my years of nursing, I've never actually had someone from up top come down and say, what is it that would actually make the difference? Ask any cleaner, orderly, lab staff, nurse, physio, OT, any of the people, ask the doctors, what do you need to do your job better? And they will tell you they need resources, they need people, they need hospital beds. Yeah, our population has grown, but when was the last time that you actually saw a new hospital being built? Yeah, yeah, That's true. Reality. NZNO delegate Nathan Clark on the line with us. Te Whatu Ora members will be attending about 40 meetings this, um, this coming week, won't they? Originally known as yeah. Stop Work Meetings, What's the purpose of these meetings? Just a lot of raking and barking and cups of tea? I mean, what's the likelihood of any success? Well, it's to basically look at hearing from members what they want, how they feel uh, things are going, because we've been through the, the changes of Te Whatu and we know that coming up December there's a, 
a mini budget. So we'll be looking and seeing what sort of uh, sprinkles will be thrown around and glitter will come out of the mini budget and whether we're going to have a, uh, a white bread and butter um, budget or whether or not we're going to have a bit of ogles in bread and butter. I don't know. Depends what the loaf's in. So it'll just be to see what the members are, see what the feel on the ground is, and some of our main issues still stand, and those are the contentious issues in and around safety. Yeah, I like your analogy there around the bread and butter because that, largely speaking, is um, one of the big issues, right? We haven't learnt, we're still eating ourselves to death. The new government, they'll be releasing this mini-budget that you have spoken about. Realistically, given that the cupboard is stripped bare, realistically, you know that you're not going to be offered anything more, don't you? Well, the reality is we need to keep up with you know the cost of living. When we first went into our negotiations, you know, we were sitting at about a 7.6% uh, rate of inflation, and it came down, dropped down to uh, uh, so 7.3 it was, and it dropped down to 6.7, um, and we sort of settled on half of that. So even though they talk about you know the cost of living still coming down, ask anybody, there's not much left in the pay packet at the end of the week after all of your expenses have come out. So... We need to be sensible, we need to be pragmatic about what it is, and one of the big things is, is if you can't actually increase people's wages, you increase and improve on their working conditions. Mm. And for us, a real improvement on working conditions would be that safety and ratios. Well said, Nathan. numbers of patients per nurses. Thanks, Nathan. Nathan Clark, the NZNO delegate there, talking about uh, Te Whatu Ora and the nurses and what they're going through. How does that make you feel? What sort of job do you do? When was the last time you got a cost of living pay rise, anything like CPI? Are you rolling your eyes or are you supportive? Let me know, 9292 on the text, or you can email roman at newstalkzb.co.nz. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 9am Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.